Hi there, and welcome to One Less Die, a Shadowrun and gaming actual play podcast. And tonight we are doing Tales from the Hard Drive, Hard Drive, Hard Drive. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, NGM Chris, and, and with me is one of my players. Hi, I'm a wizard. Yes, but what's your name? Oh, the wizard. Oh, okay. And Aaron. Yes. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, uh, we're doing the other side of... Our podcast, which is not Shadowrun, but it's End Gaming. So our other campaigns. Um, mm -hmm. This is another Tales from the Hard Drive introduction thing before we go into the next campaign that's getting posted, which is the sequel to the 1920s Grumblehammer Cthulhu games, um, Grumblehammer 1945. Um, I believe I called it. I think I think the the working title for the actual campaign was uh, Inner Demons Outer <coughs> Gods. Um, so yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, um, the premise for this game was basically um, we wanted to keep playing in the Grumblehammer universe after uh, after the 1920s games kind of finished. Um, this basically is like season two of it. Yeah. Uh, originally we were going to do like a season two, I think, of the 20s, like, but it ultimately just became this and a bunch of little one-shot things. Um, so uh, yeah, 1945, <coughs> so 20 years later. Um, and a bunch of new characters. Honestly, I think this all started because we all we were all at my cottage, um, the first session. Like, like it was originally a pilot session for the game. Oh, you guys, you, uh, Aaron, uh, Nathan, and not me, and then you also had uh, Rebel. With oh you yeah, at yeah, the cottage. Because yeah. um, we were staying the night at the cottage, and I had to bring the dog. Yeah, and uh, we decided that we were going to play a nineteen four like a nineteen forties game. God, um, I only had Rebel back then. I know. Remember that? Yeah. 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 It's been a hot minute since we played this game. Uh, and, like, it's been, like, this is this is the whole point of Tales from the Hard Drive, is that I'm dredging up campaigns from our from my hard drive and finally getting around to editing them and posting them for somebody to enjoy, I hope. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so back in Toronto, 1945, uh, I had some ideas kind of mulling around in my head about, like, monsters and demon things from the, uh, the mausum that were beneath... Uh, that mm -hmm. were beneath uh, the streets of Toronto from like the early 1920s games, and so I decided to elaborate more on that. Um, I also was huge into Slender Vlogs at the time, mm -hmm. um, like that was when they were all kind of kicking in. Like so, we had like Dark Harvest and Marble Hornets were one of the big were the two big ones for this for this campaign that like inspired like kind of some of the themes and moods. Um, and yeah, basically the characters are people back from the war or. Um, just living and working in Toronto, and they get pulled into a supernatural uh, occurrence because they're the wrong place, at the wrong time. Yeah, because Nathan was a firefighter. Yeah, he was a firefighter, and then what you was were the character's a. Name? Uh, it was uh, Seth Cross. Seth Cross. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so that was Nathan, and then uh, Aaron was Everett O'Sullivan. Yes, a veteran of the of the Second World War, or was it the First No Second World War. Yeah, yeah. he was uh, uh, sent home. Um, but he may have been dishonorably discharged for sandbagging himself. Yes. Uh, and uh, some of this will, I, I'm pretty sure when I was editing the episodes, I, I remember us talking about your characters in that. So you'll get that right when you start the session. He was discharged definitely for having a broken leg. Yeah. But whether, whether he did it on purpose or, or not is, it was left, left in the air. It was left in the air. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then a fire broke out. In one of your in your your character's neighboring property, like like you you're in like you're, you're you were living with your ma, um, on uh, in Etobicoke in like a townhouse thing, and uh, the 
the, the fire broke out in one of the townhouses next to yours, and so the whole place was going up, and that's where kind of everything kind of culminated because there was something buried underneath one of the houses, and that's yeah. what started. Everything. We had to go back into the house because because of my war trunk. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you had a war trunk full of yeah, grenades, grenades and, and like and like I remember the police is like it's like sir get out of there like you're it's like I don't know we all have a trunk full of war. It's like oh shit and like they came with you running up the stairs. I remember like listening to that episode and like it, oh, it was such a good like it was I, I will say like editing this like those like all these episodes like it was like bringing back like the charm and what I remember what I loved about those games yep yep um so yeah basically kind of a uh, our own kind of creative take on like a on a paranormal vlog slitter vlog kind of thing like and they were very grounded like yeah that's level. that's I honestly that was one of the big things I was working on for this campaign was I we just got off the 20s games where at the end of the campaign, you guys were fighting eldritch gods as like as like a- aspects or representatives of an elder god. Yeah. So I thought, and I, I I like like it was fun, but I wanted to go back to street level Cthulhu as I called it, where like you guys are investigators dealing with a cult. Yep. And dealing with like supernatural stuff that you are not prepared for. Um. So that's kind of that was kind of the the opus for like the the the, the campaign was going back to street level. And staying at, the, at that level as much as possible, which you guys did pretty much like uh, all throughout it. Like you guys did have some arsenals. Like by the end of the campaign, like by the end of the the nine or ten sessions, I think it is. I think it was about ten sessions. Um, you guys had guns, and you were starting to get like some augments to them. Like nothing big, like nothing like major or anything. Like that. But basically, like you were getting holy, like like blessed item, like blessed weapons. Yeah. Um, and that was about the extent of it. Uh, or you were using grenades that you had stashed from World War Two. <laughs> Yes, um, to take on some of the cult members and stuff like that. Like you, uh, again, spoilers for anybody who um, uh, wants to uh, or wants to just give this a listen. You go check it out now. Um, come back to this after the session after you've listened to the campaign. Um, but we're gonna keep going. Um, but we're we might be going into some spoiler territory for this one. Yeah. So um, yeah, you guys end up like I think de- demoing um, the the cult members like HQ. Like headquarters <laughs> with some grenades, like you just like chart, like set charges on like some of their on several occasions. I think you guys set charges and blow up and, and destroy like the layers of these of these cultists, these astronomers, um, because that's the uh, that was the cult was basically a bunch of astronomers who had seen something uh, or and started worshiping it as a god. Um, do you remember? I know it's again. It's been a hot minute since we played this game, like almost five five years ago, 2015, 2014, <coughs> I think is when we started that game. Yeah, I, I think that I actually have I have my notes uh, in my notes, uh, like roughly when we started those games and stuff. Um, let's see, uh, 2014. Well, do you remember um, do, how much? Like, what is there anything specific? Like anything that kind of still comes to mind when you think about that campaign? Oh, uh only a few uh, a few things really stand out to me one was when we uh when we went to go get a grumble hound yes yeah the grumble hounds yeah and Those we met uh, <laughs> we met Lickhammer's wife yeah that was when we kind of we, we established in canon that um the grumble hammers uh now living in canada had started up a a grumble a grumble hound uh, like breeding farm basically yeah. like our breeding like uh, business to combat the forces of darkness. Oh yeah, and and and, and Jericho and uh, Jericho's wife and them had um, had the had the OG grumble hound. Yeah, the 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 mammoth of a of a dog because yeah. like all the other ones were like pretty small like were were they're all like Irish wolfhounds, but then there's this like giant like 
twice like dire Irish wolfhound. Yeah, <laughs> like, Irish wolfhound. Who's larger than? Who's uh, like an Irish wolfhound? If you put the girth and weight of a um, of an English mastiff on yeah. it, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that was that was your dog from the original one. I, it wasn't Ace. Ace was the one. Was Ace your twenties dog or was forties dog? I think it was Ace. I think it was Ace. Crypto was the uh, was the um, crypto was the because by forty five Superman comics had come out. Yeah. So, yeah. So Ace was your original dog, um, and yeah, he was like an old, do- a good old dog, and like huge out of like and like basically dwarfing all the other dogs that you guys were selecting, and then you selected Crypto as yes. your your new dog, and kind of. That I also think it's still the uh, the trend of you just always having a dog in your, as your, uh, for your character. Yep, yep. Which is I don't think there has been a, such a campaign that we've run with you with, with your character that, that hasn't, hasn't had, had a dog a, had a dog of some kind at some point in the campaign hasn't acquired a dog. Because even yeah. like our newest game, like the Monster of the Week games that we're running now, you're about to get a, a Blink dog. Yeah, um, Shadowrun. Oh, that's. I, I have that lizard. Yeah, you have that. Yeah, you have that little like puppy lizard thing. That, yeah, like, it's basically like um, like a dog sized salamander. Like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. I don't take it with me anywhere. No, it's just it's, it's, it's just, not a it's not a battle. Pit. And you do technically have um, uh, uh, Reb and uh, oh uh, yeah, the, the two dog cops or like dog dog <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like that you are have, like, just modeled have, after my dog. Yeah, you have some metahumans that are living with you guys that are uh, that are dog uh, dog people. Uh, but yeah, I don't think in the Shadowrun, like the, the I don't think in GTS we actually used. Yeah, you, have, you never got a dog. Might change by the end of the. But when we go back to that campaign, yeah, and uh, and do the uh, Feratu Nos World Tour, and you guys have to go to that Scottish castle. <laughs> that's spoilers for uh, that's 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 teasing for a different game. Yes. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, anything else to, like that you remember from that game? Uh, I think that was the first time that we really met an Araji. Was it? Oh, yeah, you met uh, yeah the uh, the bards, um, like the cult, the good cultists that were working for an Araji. Yes, but we actually met that Araji, did we not? Yeah, well, that was in the twenties. <coughs> we met Aesop in the twenties. Oh, yeah, Aesop was in the Neverfit, and then in the oh, in the forties, right. I kind of I had him. Basically, he had by the forties, he had set up a uh, basically a cult of humans. That were helping him, like, kind of combat some of the more. Well, I knew we met the cult, but I thought the cult took us back to their base, and we met him. That technically, that that was how the the, the series ends. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you're still listening, and like you're like uh, this, the series does kind of end a little anticlimactically, and that was partially on purpose. Like, we had hit a spot where like there was a cliffhanger, and then we never really got back to this to the campaign. Um, and I thought that was, I, I was actually kind of content for that for a long while because that was kind of fitting for like a Slender Vlog kind of thing. Like all the, like the handful of Slender Vlogs that were out at the time when we shot, when we, when we recorded this, um, like Dark Harvest, Everyman Hybrid, Trap 12, all those ones, they all end like kind of, they all either, um, they all went on hiatuses, mm-hmm. uh, kind of indefinitely. So I, I thought it was kind of fitting that we, we kind of ended that one on kind of a hiatus. In like, a you guys, way. Yeah, because your characters had all bit like your the cult the, the remnants of the cult had had uh, basically outed you on, at your own proper uh, at your apartments, um, and you guys went into hiding. Yeah, and we had planned on doing a few other sessions to kind of finally finish that game, but we never got around to it. Uh, I don't know. Maybe one day we'll, we'll go back to those characters, <laughs> yeah. or we'll do um, 
something something similar where we wind up doing another campaign slightly set in the future where we find out what happened to those characters yeah. maybe in the 60s do you want do, do, uh, yeah because we did uh, we we kind of like we, we also, had plans to do the 2040s 60s 80s yeah okay, and we already had to do the 2000s with technically with uh Rumble hammer esoterica yeah which yeah. is another campaign to come out esoterica but, uh, yeah that's gonna be a fun one to talk about and reminisce because that was that's i think our longest session like campaign really 32 sessions longer than uh uh yeah uh, 1920s was only about uh 30 uh maybe about maybe just about tw- about 30 okay yeah um and yeah the uh 1945 also was basically the start of like the resurgent uh monsters which are basically again slenderman like my own take on like the kind of creature that a slenderman is um so like uh, kind of this inscrutable, unknowable like monster was the uh, was the main threat. Was the uh, the Rexurgent King is what I called it, okay. um, or I also called it. Uh, you guys just knew it as like the Sunspot Roper, according to the um, uh, to the various people that were in the know, like the cult and members and stuff. It would reference it as that. Um, and then there was those those uh, those kind of weird inky tentacle things that would like jump into people's heads and like rip their heads off. Oh, I don't even remember that. Oh, uh, that was like the first couple of sessions and you guys were just rolling sand because like, uh, I basically, uh, I also remember the first session being, uh, or the second session being basically a repeat of the session one from the 1920s because you got a job at the museum and there was a murder in the museum from one of the security guards. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, and, and Juan was our main our main uh, contact. Yeah, twenty years later, a little bit wiser to the to the mythos and the yeah yeah the occult. The only one that we really knew who was like prepared for shit. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I refused to bring Dimitri or Jericho, or uh, yeah, Dimitri or Jericho back yeah. for this one because they were kind of OP. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of want, like, I had them, like, they, they're doing other things at the time. They weren't were. really OP. They were just OP for that game. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to introduce them because I wanted to keep this like as street level as possible. I wanted to keep you guys kind of and contained with, with the way that uh, 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 those two characters were. They would have prepped these characters. Yeah. So if they'd have met, then things would have changed pretty drastically. Yeah. Um, did we actually meet Licktammer? No, I don't think you. I don't think you actually met. I don't think he was I think actually you just there. talked to his wife. I think so. Um, and you guys saw, like, little, like... I, I had little Easter eggs. Like, there was, like, a photo of, like, the family that he had, plus a little chipmunk on his shoulder <laughs> as Toby was around. Fucking Toby. Uh, Different okay. game. Different yeah. game. I mean, connected. But, um, I'm just trying to think of, like... Because the other thing I wanted to kind of ask... Um, do you remember... The, do you have any, like... What lessons did we learn from that camp? Mmm. <coughs> mmm. Yeah, it's... I think it was, like... Uh, um, Maybe have a little bit more thought onto like what you're going to do next session because like or like next like when you when like make be sure make make sure you have a little bit more of a plan because I remember the first two or three sessions I was kind of floundering by the by the last by like the third by the second or third one and then I I think I, we took a week or two and then I like come back with like a full plan of like what was going to happen next okay. I think I was like floundering on like no what what I what I was what I learned while listening to the uh, the edits and stuff. Um, while I was editing it, uh, I realized that I was not giving you guys lots any information about anything. Like I was trying to keep you guys in the dark as much as possible, and I think that was a mistake because some of that was like coming off as you guys getting really frustrated in a mystery. Um, like I was just like you guys were rolling like checks to do things, and I was not giving you any information for those. 
And I was like, that's, that's not how, I, how an investigation works, Chris. Why are you doing this? <laughs> um, and I, I got, eventually I, I, uh, I figured out, like, I, I got to fixing that. But I think, yeah, that was the big learning curve is, like, give your players information for your mystery. Or, like, uh, it was also my first time, like, kind of, like, just throwing myself into an improv. Because I think a lot of that mystery, like, that initial mystery was also a lot of improv. And I think I improv wait like I relied too much on on just being able to spontaneously improv. Well, and I mean you have actually come a long way on that. You yeah. can improv a lot better than you could before, but you also shine better when you have notes to go off of. Yeah, or when even even like a few notes to like yeah. be able to bounce off. And I've definitely improved. I I feel I've been improved as a GM um, through like improv, like with like the that world pod, like the that world games and uh, some of our later ones that we did. And you've you've also gained a lot of confidence on that because yeah. you're you, like in the early games, I was asking a lot of questions. I was asking you guys for like a lot of like how was I doing, but like not were, not, not so much like that. You were more concerned like, about it. Yeah. Nowadays, when when you ask your question at the end of every session, which yeah. you always do, mm. uh, comments, questions, concerns. Yeah. You're not expecting us to shit on you. No. Because we don't. We never have shit on you. Yeah. Well. The reason why I asked those questions, uh, it started because I started listening to a bunch of actual play podcasts where they do that to, like, get information about, like, how they did for the game and, like, how it could be improved. Yeah. Like, that's why I, I asked those questions. Is that, it, it may be, like, on some, like, some, some, some layer level or whatever, it might be that I'm, I was asking them for, like, uh, for uh, confirmation, like, uh, or self-gratitude kind of thing. But really, like some of it is just I want to make sure I can like learn from my mistakes. Like, mm-hmm. if there's something that uh, you guys thought was was um, was making the game like not work properly. I want to know so I can fix that for the next game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I think you guys ultimately got that. Like, but and as it went on, like we got like I got more like it it told like it um, it spoke that I was getting more confident, and that wasn't why I was asking those questions. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think there's anything else really. To, I want to bring up for this this is just again like an introductory bit before you go and listen to the actual episode the the, the start of the, the campaign yeah kyle joined in on that one too yes and he was a bookworm not a combat heavy person at all uh well he wasn't supposed to he honestly he, like listening to the listening to the campaign he didn't do combat until he got a gun not really even until we gave him a gun okay um it's it's near the end. It's a, a gunfight at someone's house. Yeah, no, no, that was the, at your at your at your mom's place, at your mom's new place. Yeah, the cult was trying to get your mom basically, um, and he just rolled really well. Yeah, that's right. He did roll one. He did. He rolled. He rolled. I remember him. He he got one strike in, but the, most of the time he was hiding in that game. So, but yeah. Um, Otherwise, like I think you guys all had like a, like this one was I think was a lot more balanced. This uh, this, yes. this campaign it was in terms a much of, like, more balanced campaign because um, there was uh, well we had no weird powers that uh, made us shine brighter than anyone else. So. Yeah, you guys were all kind of on evil, evil, equal footing because you were all mundanes. Yeah, you just had like some knowledge of the occult. But um, yeah, and then so yeah, like I think that's I think that's about it then really, unless you have anything else. I, I enjoyed, like, again, re-listening to them, I got nostalgic for for the campaign again. Yeah. Like, for Grumblehammer. Like, I, I think I was talking, when I was editing them, I was sending you guys some messages <laughs> occasionally. It's like, man, remember the Grumblehammer games? Like, we should play those again. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, we've still got got plans for uh, for uh, uh, Grumblewits and, and Licktammer. Yeah. Yeah, they're still, um, 
the uh, the reason they weren't working. Actually, I mean, honestly, we could do the. Uh, they were in Africa at the time of the um, of uh, of that game. Like they were on a mission in Africa, and that's why you guys you guys never saw them. Okay. In that campaign, that was the excuse. But I could definitely see if if we ever get Nathan back in, because that's the other thing. Like our group is kind of separated in various degrees. Yeah. Um, because of life and schedules and stuff. But um, yeah, if we ever were able to get the band the bank back together, uh, I wouldn't mind doing like kind of like a couple of games of a set in like that. Like what 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 you guys gleaned in Africa um, yeah. regarding like the resurgence and like some of the other stuff, and then like even like the big like kind of the overarching kind of meta plot that we've kind of come up with over the years. Oh, like the Ibaku invasion. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the invasion that's going to happen in the far future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Though um, I don't know if I still have Grumblewitz. I do. Like I have your folders. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, e- even still, um, I think I think if we're going to do that, um, since it's, I think we talked, we that... may want to uh, redo uh, redo the character. Oh yeah, we'd have to like rework him a little bit, like or like because re- at that point he would have leveled up a little bit. Well, he would have um, leveled up a little bit, but also magic is a fair bit different in that world now. Yeah, we've we've definitely retold. Yeah, that, this was also a, also uh, another big keystone in how we developed like magic in this setting because in this setting, we established that magic is based off belief. Yeah, true belief kind of stuff. So like faith and like the will to 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 uh, the will to change reality um, through your belief in something. Has de- definitely stems from this game as well, like uh, like as prominently as it did in the 1920s. Like in the 1920s, we were starting to work on that like idea. We had, like threw a little bit of that in. Yeah. In this one, we definitely solidified that it was true belief because you guys were using holy weapons to fight an alien god. Yeah. Um. And like holy, and I was actually I had did actually originally have it set in the rules mechanically that human faith would um would like half the damage that this thing or like would would, would like would cause some damage. But it, and it was better than just using mundane weapons. Yeah. But if you had, if you were using faith from its world, like the the creatures, like home world or whatever, like the the Araji and the uh, the the Mazum's faith. Yeah. That had a much stronger um, effect effect on them because it was their um, their beliefs that you guys were combating. Um, Though in theory, its magic should have only been half as effective on us. That is true. It, the, yeah, it does go the other way around. But at yeah. the same time, like that's kind of the thing about D, about not D and D, but like uh, the thing in in horror games and like in in games and, and like other things is in general is like the monster is monstrous and like a villain and like the villains tend to be more overpowered and juicy. Well, and here's the other thing though is like okay, so yes, his stuff is only half as effective. Yeah, but. You're still the one who controls how powerful that stuff is. So you wanted to do six die six damage to us. Yeah. Well, no, just amp up the power so it does twelve die six, and now it only does half of that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. Um. Actually, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I'll work on that because like that is kind of like that. That is a, a good point. Like, because you're you're like there. It's basically a pitting of the faith. Whatever, yeah. Of the wills. So the and that's wills. Oh, the wills of the force. Oh Jesus, we're going to like t- try soul. Well, that's the other thing with Trisol as well. Like you, uh, that uh, some more stuff of that stemmed from th- from this game as well because like um, we were also playing with Alan Wake stuff in this game as well. I noticed because oh, yeah. like yeah. the light, like like high light beams and stuff. You guys were using flashlights to like weaken the dark part. Like the, this this thing was made of like dark and cold and like ah, he was hot. We were fighting hot the whole time. Yeah, no, you were fighting like um, basically an aspect of a sunspot. Oh my god, we find out in. In Esoterica, that Hod is a wreck surgeon. Is the the wreck surgeon from the 1940s game? You just misunderstood. 
don't tempt me. <laughs> I might do that. <laughs> I've already kind of like like because while listening to this, we were we've been running that um our one of our more modern campaigns in the Monster of the Week, and I've almost like been like tempted to like put in some resurgency stuff into Maple Moose County. <laughs> so do it. I mean, we do tend to. Oh yeah, that was the other big thing. So Dartmoor, actual town. Well, it's a ghost town in in reality, and I used it for this game. Um, it's. Actually, as uh, I've been working, anybody who's listened to our Al Dente Rigamortis stuff or our, uh, any of our other, like, heard us talk about, like, Maple Moose County or our modern game, more modern, um, like, campaigns and stuff. Um, yeah, uh, as it turns out, the, ma- the the fictional county I made up for, like, for Grumblehammer Esoterica, or for the Grumblehammer, like, universe, mm-hmm. and for, like, creepypasta stuff to throw in and stuff, and our Monster of the Week game, turns out it's, um, Dartmoor is right on its border unintentionally like i did not in- when i made the border of where it is in uh, like north of just north of kawartha lakes and such i did not realize it was basically like dartmoor was right on its, on its about borders wait so it's by the kawartha so i took basically i uh there's a section i took a chunk of northern kawartha lakes and yeah. part of Halliburton's county like those two counties and basically at, that's where um that's where maple moose county takes place but dartmoor is an actual ghost town yeah it's in Kawartha Lakes. Why haven't we gone to check it out? We should, because it's it's basically an abandoned settlers like village. Yeah, <laughs> Chris, why why haven't we gone to check this out? All right, so you may find you there may be some videos sometime down the line where we of us travel. being arrested for <laughs> for traveling for trespassing in a ghost town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, someday we maybe we'll go there and it'll be popped up on our YouTube channel or like uh, maybe we'll like just do an audio thing of like recounting it and such. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Dartmoor was actually, like, when things also got really creepy and stuff, because you guys were, like, it was a town that was basically, like, all the all the townsfolk were mushroom, were basically, like, their their insides were all mushrooms. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. And they, they were all happy, to, like, they were all smiling and happy to see you guys. It's oh, like, I remember them. Yeah. And you guys all, that was also the one where I introduced the, uh, the fungal mutated ostriches, because there was an ostrich farm. Yeah, I'm afraid I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, they, they the cult had the cult was using like using these mutated ostriches that were like mutated from the mushrooms and fungus that were like gestating in the in the village. Okay. Um, and basically feeding them to the the ostrich, and they were mutating as a result. And so they were basically like little like 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 friggin' like spider velociraptors. Oh. Yeah, like they had like multiple like tal like like weird like spindly oh. talons and stuff. And I remember like one of you guys almost died from one of them. <laughs> I think I do remember that. <clears throat> yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. By the end, it got a little bit like hectic and like, oh fuck, we're out of our element a little bit here. But then like we, it never got like too, uh, too like fantastical. It, it always stuck kind of like you guys kind of cemented it in reality by being regular people. Yeah. Um. Yeah, again, I, I I don't blame you for not remembering some stuff about this game because it was like almost five years ago when we played it. When you tapped your phone on, I thought it said 8.15. Oh, God. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what happened? Um, but yeah, I think that's I think that's about, how, like, I mean, as much as we really should talk about or how much we can talk about it in that game. Yeah, because right? it, it, it was a long time ago and I don't remember a lot about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, now that it's getting posted, you'll be able to check it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, we hope you enjoy it. Um, if you're still around listening to it, I hope you have taken from this little intro bit um, that it was a fun campaign. I have very little regrets about running it. Uh, I think it, uh, my only real regret is, uh, is it's kind of like now, like years later, I wish maybe we had continued playing it a little bit longer. But for what it was, like it was, it was a fun 
romp into like street level Cthulhu horror investigation. Like yeah. you guys dealt with the cult. There was a big inscrutable monster that you guys never fully killed or caught or dealt with. Um, and um, yeah, you guys ro- you guys were constantly rolling sand. So. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty well exactly what you wanted to be running. Yeah, and it was fun. Yeah, I, every time like Nathan would be like Seth Cross can't breathe. Oh no, <laughs> like it was that kind of like voice he do. Like it's like it's like hi, I'm Nathan. I'm playing Seth Cross. And like it became a meme, and yep. then, and then like we, used to, I think by like the third or fourth session, he was like, "All right, no, I'm done with my like you're killing my meme." <laughs> it's like I'm gonna stop doing it because it's ruining the meme. God, but uh, yeah, check it out. Um, if you like what you've heard so far and love this little intro, um, that'd be awesome. And uh, we hope you enjoy the 1945 game campaign of the Grumblewitz universe. If you have any questions regarding it, feel free to send me. Uh, emails at crazonstudios at gmail.com, C-R-A-Z-O-N-S-T-U-D-I-O-S at gmail.com. Uh, and we will, um, I will relay any comments or critiques and questions or whatever to the other players as we get them, uh, if we get them. So, till next time, goodbye. Bye, Internet. <laughs>